we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. Joined with me on Mondays, as I often am, by my all-the-time husband, sometimes co-host, Kyle. And most of the time, Christmas Grinch. You're actually, truth be told, a lot more uh, Christmassy than I am. Well, you know why? Because we're still in Advent. No. I mean, no. Happy third Sunday of Advent to you, by the way. It's like the fifth week of Christmas my true love gave to me, denial of the holiday season. (laughs) Is that how the song goes? No. Who's who's my confirmation? Oh, of course. St. Nicholas. Yeah. Of course. Very kindred spirit there. Yes. That makes sense. Also, speaking of the church calendar, I will briefly mention today as we record, but not as you all listen, as we record is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Today is? Yeah. As we talk? As we speak on this very hmm. day. I feel like I missed that. Well, it's because it's, it's on a Sunday. And Gaudete, so, what's the... Yes, Gaudete Sunday. It's a distractor. It's all fancifulness distracting from... I feel like Our Lady of Guadalupe is older than that. Am I wrong? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. But she's better anyway. Um, yes. So happiness all around. We have a statue. We have more than one <laughs> of Our Lady of Guadalupe. But we have specifically one. Mm-hmm. Quite colorful. Yeah. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. It makes it uncomfortable to poo because she's right there watching. <laughs> she it's keeps like, an eye on all. Stop watching, Our Lady. Yes. It's my private time. All the bathroom happenings. I'll don't, try to. Don't breathe. I'll try to get a picture of our bathroom, Our Lady. To she's, share with the people. She's very pretty. She is. Absolutely. We also have that beautiful um, concrete one. I think yeah, it's concrete. It's technically a garden statuary Yeah, but we just put we it right in our house. Inside our house, like a bunch of rednecks. Well, we are rednecks. Is she a redneck? No. no definitely not. Are you sure? I'm positive about okay. that. Okay. So it is Monday. We are fully in, we're headlong into December. We're just barreling towards the middle of December. You've dodged. Never mind. 
if I say this, you'll have to edit it, so I won't say it. Okay. All right. Deep, deep into the month. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. All right. We'll leave it at that. How deep, you ask? I, how can I know? All right. Um, let's talk about some things that we've been into recently. You just keep offering up the innuendo. <laughs> I'm really not. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just trying to talk like a mm-hmm. normal yeah. human. Oh, you're so innocent. I'm very innocent. Everyone knows you're the paradigm of innocence. I am, absolutely. Um, Chasteness. Mm-hmm. Virginity. Well, I do have five kids, so there's that. Yeah. Hey. What have you been watching lately? I have one thing to talk about. I don't know how much you have to share. I've been watching Making the Cut Season Mm -mm. 2. That's mine. You're reading the notes and you're reading my (laughs) note. You put the notes up. How could I not read it? I have no idea what that is even. Okay. Well, I will tell you that I... I have been watching Making the Cut Season 2. This is not newly released. I don't know when it came out. Sometime this past year, I think. Okay. Making the Cut is the Amazon Prime original show that is hosted by Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum. They departed ways from their Project Runway roots. It was an ugly parting. It probably was. I've not done any background research on it, but I feel like it was probably not amicable. Right. There were paw swipes and hiss noises. Yes. And someone's clothes got cut with with fabric shears. Razor blades of rage. (laughs) Yes. As you know, Kyle, I love Tim Gunn. You know that you know. I worked for him. No, you haven't. We've talked about this in the past. You know that um, very trite question that you sort of like a a warm up, a break the ice question. If you could invite four people to a dinner party, who would you invite? Could be you anyone dead or alive. Tim Gun, Tim Gun, and Gun, comma Tim. Those would be your four people. <laughs> yes, I would arrange it so it's just a dinner date between okay. me and Tim Gun. I believe that. I love him. So much. And I find him to be delightful. I am very disappointed that in the making the cut iteration of of this show, I feel like we do not get nearly enough Tim Gunn as we did on Project Runway. Here's what I want to know. What? How old is he? One. Um, He's got to be in his 60s, I'm guessing. 60s. And so what at 47 to 50 was the first time you'd ever heard of him? Yeah. Where in the world was he this whole time? He was like the one of the main dudes at the was at the Parsons School for Design. The Partridge Family. Hang on, the I'm, band. <clears throat> what? Trying to give it a goog. You brought this up. <sighs> he's sixty-eight. Yeah, I mean, he's he, yeah. So all we can hear is the tinkling yep. of the ice in your whiskey glass. Okay, listen. He was on faculty at the Parsons School for Desi- of Design from 1982 to 2007. So I mean, he was just like busily working. Yes, but how he's epic. We know this. How has he not been discovered by the public before then? I don't know. Not everyone wants to be in the public eye. It doesn't matter what you want. When you're great, it finds you. I feel like he has a biography, like an actual book. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do some reading up on this. Okay. Well, anyway, I guess I've got to do a lot of talking while you read a whole book here. No, 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 no. Anyway, Making the Cut is on Amazon. It's it's passable entertainment if you like these 
fashion design shows, if you like reality TV competitions, it's perfectly fine entertainment while you're um, still sleeping in the living room because of the cough that flares up at night. Do I have croup? Am I a toddler? You have consumption, I believe. <laughs> I knew it. As I consulted my elders. <laughs> Should I start carrying a white handkerchief with me so that when I cough blood, I can discreetly well, yes, cough and the also blood into the handkerchief? Pack like cloves and other things in there so that when you cough, yeah. a scent other than your own death permeates the room. <laughs> that is, I believe, what they did in yesteryear. I lived then, I should know. Anyway, since we've still spent our evenings separated because of the ongoing and nagging cough. You're mainly doing it because you don't like to be around me. No. Everybody knows this. No, because truly, truly at night, the cough gets all flared up. And then I know it's annoying to you. Verily, verily. The other people who live upstairs, half of whom are also coughing. Listen, you, yeah, you uh, assign a lot more import to your coughing than do... (laughs) The other people of this home. Everyone's coughing. Have you been? Maybe. Okay. Maybe not. How would you know? I wouldn't know. You've I've been in the living room. condemned me to the empty bedroom of sadness and loneliness. <laughs> what have you been watching in the empty bed- bedroom of sadness? Basically just the ceiling. <laughs> I doubt. I the, don't think that's When right. you left, you shut the power off. <laughs> There's no heat. It's cold. I watch. It's like a snow angel in the frost of my breath. Uh-huh, it's yes. a sad, lonely place, uh-huh. and I can't wait for morning to come mm-hmm. because it's miserable. It's like a gulag, if you will. Okay. All right. Um, I watched Atlantis. Atlantis. That was the name of it. Yes. Produced by everyone's favorite, the BBC. Yes. This is my failure to remember, thankfully, reminded in the awesome Today Facebook group. Jason and the Argonauts. Jason is the star. I couldn't place where what the, where the world is Jason coming from. Mm-hmm. Jason and the Argonauts. It's not uh, correct in terms of lore and no. all of that at all. They, they, I don't think they pretend like they are. I'm telling you, it is basically Greek myth fanfic. They just mix all it's, of the characters together. Yeah. Nobody's true to their kind of. No, form. it's more like Greek. Greek, Greek Mick. That's a. It's an Irishman who <laughs> drank too much. Um, Greek myth adjacent. Yes. Or adjacent, as it were. <laughs> However, all that works. Yeah, it, but it's it's not good. But it's not bad, and it's entertaining, and it's okay. And if you fall asleep watching it, you you'll half-heartedly go back to find out where you fell asleep, but you won't feel too offended if you can't find exactly where. Um, I actually feel the same way about making the cut. I I slept through a lot of episodes. Yeah. I just go back and just pick one and start watching it. It all kind of pieces together right, eventually. Right. You, you didn't technically miss anything, right? Exactly. Now, this coming Friday, The Witcher. Season two, long-awaited. That's a big deal. Long-awaited Netflix release. Are you looking forward to it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. In terms of your anticipation of it. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but not not like I'm counting the days. Not like I am over uh, at least one USPS shipment. Where's Awesome Dawn when I need her? Um, USPS has been dropping the ball here. Maybe you need to relocate to help me get my packages on time. Mm -hmm. I'm anticipating that. With great abated fury, I don't know something. Ooh. I'm I'm anxious. Uh, but this show, so yeah, The Witcher's a thing. 
The Witcher is a thing. Um, anybody who is a gamer or who has a SP, is that terminology, significant person in their life who oh my is gosh. a gamer? Yes, SP. That's good. They'll know who The Witcher is. There's a game series, but it's also, I think, a book series and then now a television series also. Yeah. it's It shouldn't be as enjoyable as it is. I would wager even you have enjoyed it, mm -hmm. and it's definitely not in your vein of things. Mm -hmm. Season one, we watched. It's good. It's available now. Season two, because of COVID interrupti and things, it's it's been painfully long. The wait. The wait. Mm -hmm. What did you think I meant? <laughs> no. the, the Witcher's Witcher? <laughs> You're filthy. Yeah, everyone knows this, though. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's coming. I'm excited about it, but it's not like I'm sitting up like, is it today? I'm, I'm not checking it like lottery numbers. It's. I love the idea. <laughs> it just. Oh, what day is it? Is it, a witch, is it Witcher Day? That's not. That's not how I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so dumb. Okay, I love it. Would it be dumb or would it be the true epitome of love and anticipation? That's true. I do wish I had something in my life that I would just like wake up in a cold sweat every morning with anticipation. Yes, like if I may, it's. It, I imagine this like uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where every time Clooney's character wakes up, my hair. The, just that roar. Yes. And it's the only thing. It's yes. the only thing in the mind at that moment. Well, that's not how I am about The Witcher. Okay. But I am I am looking forward to it. It'll be a good show. But it is a show that I'll enjoy when I'm ready. So it's a, whatever day it is. Let's suppose it's tomorrow that it comes out. If I'm not in the mood yet, I'll not waste my time watching it. I'll wait until the mood is right and savor the enjoyment of it. Well, we know one thing you've been in the mood for. And that's Jennifer Garner. I enjoy Jennifer Garner. Yep. And alias. Not in a creepy way. No, of course not. But you do also enjoy Alias. This is, you've turned to rewatching it. May I point to where media serves the celebrity? Okay. So there is a, there is a, I've been watching the old alias stuff, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's available on Hulu and there's many, many seasons and it's excellent. It's excellent television. Again, a thing you can fall asleep to. You're never really going to miss a whole lot, mm -hmm. all that stuff. But sometime back, we mentioned this whispering of a new release of that, like a, like a, a reboot, kind of a reboot type okay. of a thing coming mm -hmm. out. I don't know for sure if or when or all of that, but I suspect that it must be because in popular media, there's been a whole lot between her and her old, her ex, Ben slash Enifer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they, they had, there was one article I saw this past week where they took a very oddly public walk through a park and had very animated, him especially, animated our motions yeah. as they discussed family life because they are trying to remain amicable for the sake of their children, right. the three children that they've had together. Yes. This only makes me think the only reason this would be in the headlines is because something, for one of the two, if not both, mm. is getting ready to be promoted yet once again. Because who does this? Who goes to a park? To have a walk, especially as a public figure, well, to have a discussion about your children. Yeah, that I have become so skeptical of any 
public outing photos being yeah. anything other than a very real media opportunity yeah. to be yeah. seen and photographed. So there's that. Um, our friend, awesome Nicole suggested checking out the documentary neat N E A T neat. This is Nicole, the female version of Nicholas or is Nicholas the male version of Nicole? I do believe the, the names are They're derived of each other. Yeah. They're the same. Okay. Uh, Nicole suggested the documentary neat, the story of bourbon on Hulu. So we got to check that out for sure. I like bourbon. I do like bourbon I'm as well. I'm drinking bourbon we right now. both are. Oh, speaking of that, I was going to tell you all. Well, I'll save it for later. I'll save it for the lifestyle. And speaking of reboots, um, HBO has released the reboot-ish um, of Sex in the City called And Just Like That. Now, you won't be watching it, for sure. I've read a lot of headlines. I have two. Big- it's in all the headlines. I didn't spoil anything. I'm going to have to beat that out. Um, Why? Because. <laughs> it's in all the headlines, for crying out loud. You some can't people, exist without knowing this. Some people are very strategically avoiding spoilers on this, okay? Okay. Well, right. bleep that if you will. I will just say, avoid Peloton. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That is definitely in the headlines. Um, I have only like a very, very casual relationship with Sex in the City. It came on around the same time, uh, the same HBO era of The Sopranos. Is this why you sleep downstairs? Why? Because of your casual relationship with sex. <laughs> in the city. And we live in the city. Yeah. Um, it came on in the same era that The Sopranos was on HBO. Remember these days we used to have free oh, yeah. cable there for like a yeah. hot minute. And... A damn VCR. Yes. And we recorded shows. We could record and watch later. And so I just sort of watched it on and off through the years, but I was not a big fan. I don't know all of the, the storylines. I don't know the trivia, You're all of lying. those things. You're lying to everyone right now. I'm absolutely not. You worship that show. No, absolutely. Yeah, you did. I mean, I just, I was just not that super into it. Then why did we have the, the, Effigy, the altar. <laughs> That'd be weird. It was weird. Creepy. So I'm probably going to check it out just to experience the pop culture moment of it all, but I'm not like... I'm not into it I, at all. I could go either way on this. I don't know. So. I feel like I was low-key into it when it was a show. Really? I watched it with you. Yeah. But I didn't not enjoy it mm-hmm. as we watched it. But I have, I have negative interest in this current version, especially now that I know what I know. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, Reading wise, I don't have anything to report on reading and I didn't notice that any awesomes in the hangout had shared um, books in the awesome of the week thread. I could have just missed it, but I do want to prepare everybody that later this week, we will have our year end reading conversation. It's me and Katie Proctor. Katie the proctor. Yeah. The proctor. The proctor of all reading. You might even throw in expletives and say the expletive proctor <laughs> yes. of reading. Because that's how serious it is. It's so serious. It's a long episode. We just got to talking about books and we couldn't stop. Listen, when you when you reapproach life, because when you go into record, mm-hmm. it's like a, a separate universe. And then when you reintroduce yourself to the universe that all of your underlings live in. Yeah. You were, 
you were floating. You were glowing, floating, gla-floating, <laughs> flagloating. I don't know. Something there. Katie is so awesome, and she's so great to talk to about uh, books with weight. That was too, that was not the right sentence syntax for that sentence. Okay. Um, anyway, I love talking to Katie, and I love talking with her about books. And we just had a great conversation. It comes out later yes. this week, so I just like all readers alert. Beware, readers of, beware, readers beware in a good way. Be readers attention, attention readers. <laughs> You have. <laughs> Am I having a stroke? You found a solid. It was made of words. <laughs> That's coming up this week. We, sort had, of awesome. we had two solids today. Yeah, we did. We surely did. What were they? We had a crab and shrimp seafood salad. Yes. And a very fancy chicken salad. Oh, you blew it. You had the chance to celebrate all the things. Well, I was going to say very fancy chicken salad that included walnuts Cranberries? It was a cranberry walnut chicken salad. Oh. If you can't mm, if you can't be hoity toity, don't be hoity toity. I'm not hoity toity. You you wanna be I just said it was fancy. It was, that was your version. And it you was were, my one chance and I let myself You down. were dressing it down because you didn't feel like you deserved it. Okay. They were both delicious. I feel like there's a lot to explore psychologically. Lay down on my couch. <laughs> We had a charcuterie lunch, and you picked up from the deli. You, like, never do this. What inspired you? Um, let's call it a mixture of lack of passion and failure to be creative on my own. Mm. So I relied on someone else. Mm -hmm. And at the deli, they had those two salads. Yep. We also had croissants. Yes. Two different sizes of yep, croissants. Yes. Um both sweet and hot Italian sausage yep. that we cooked ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's We have a great little local grocer that actually makes the sausage. It's not something they pulled out of the freezer. Right. And it's always fun to go to the counter and ask the butcher, can I see your sausage? And then to deal with the awkwardness of that whole thing. You do love that. It's He enjoys it too, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. That, we had multiple cheeses, mm -hmm. one that was supposed to be a whipped and spreadable cheese that was more like melted ice cream. Melted I feel like something cream. was wrong there. Yeah, it was a little off. Tasted fine, just the texture was very wrong. It was, yeah. You could have drank it with a straw, and no cheese yeah. should be straw drinkable. Yeah. Feel free to make a t-shirt about that. <laughs> I would. Yeah, that is that is wisdom for life. We had chips, we had crackers, it was a whole thing, and it was all very delicious. It was, it was like a meal without actually having a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of what charcuterie is. I think that's the actual definition of charcuterie. Okay. I was going to say a thing, but it was inappropriate and it would need to be edited, so I won't say that. Okay. Um, that was not related to reading at all, but just so you all well, know. You could read the labels. Mm -hmm. And we did also get bread and butter pickles, yeah. which are normally delicious, except that I did read the label. And high fructose corn syrup is a no for me. That's what was in it. And yeah. it tasted garbage. Garbage, and I will if you're French. I will say I'm deeply disappointed. These were Classen pickles, which are supposed to be like yeah. the nice pickles. I'm not buying Classens anymore. Okay. That's not an anti-Semitic statement either. No, it's not. It's just that the the corn syrup. Yep. Why do it? You don't need to. Don't. Um, Listening-wise, 
I did finally listen through the end of a, a podcast that, that I've been tracking along with for several weeks. The conclusion was really unsatisfying. I'm just going to tell you, this is in the low crime category, which I've really been into this year. It's like true low crime. crime? I like- call it- Shoplifting a candy bar? What Basically, are we about? yeah. Yeah, we're talking about like, yeah, technically somebody did something that was wrong, but it's not, nobody gets murdered and no one gets kidnapped. They stole medication for their ailing mother. I mean, that would be an interesting story to explore, but no. This- it was Oxycontin. <laughs> okay, yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So in that category, I listened to a podcast called Sweet Bobby. And it's basically a catfishing story. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> was it? Yeah. They just completely, they were like, we don't like Kyle. We assign you a different name. There's a whole backstory. It's not worth going into. Okay. Well, Sweet Bobby is the name of this podcast. It is the story of a, a woman who's in her, like, gosh, mid-30s now, who was the victim of a 10-year-long catfish scheme. And I feel like you're talking about our relationship. <laughs> well, then we'd have to say 20 year long. Well, but it was 10 years per cycle. Okay. We're in the second cycle. We're beginning the third cycle. That explains a lot. It, it does. does. Yeah. It does. It's a cyclical thing. Okay. If anybody listens to this, please come and find me so we can talk about it. I will say... I'm about not... our cyclical relationship? No, sweet Bobby. Sweet Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a redneck curse. Sweet Bobby. I'm not even gonna like recommend that you go check this out because I did not I don't the production on it was interesting, but the story as it unraveled and Sweet unfolded, Bobby in a bag of funions. <laughs> that would have been more interesting to listen to. Maybe as the story played out. So there's that. Now, you noted that our daughter has gotten really into a a vintage song. Well from the last century. Vintage ish, yes. Um, so in combination of my Spotify liked songs and Spotify's year end thing that I listen to, which is effectively just my liked likes, mm-hmm. Sunshine Superman comes up. This is today was the second time probably in the last week because I normally just as our life functions, I pick Daisy up from school. That's a way that I'm able to contribute and that I do. Mm-hmm. And um, we were listening to this particular song, and she was enjoying it. And then she made a comment. And it was truly, to me, it was the epitome of beauty. Anybody who's ever geeked out about a thing and just really gotten into a thing in specificity, they know details that... A 99, easily, not an exaggeration, 99% of humanity does not comprehend what they, what that person just said. Right. And this is one of those moments. So she is hardcore into music. Right. And both as a, as a composer, as a player of it, all of this. And she'd made a comment about something about the key or the chord or some fanciful term. 
as it related to the uniqueness of how that song was composed. And I had no clue what she was talking about, but I knew from the specificity of what she said that it was something that was meaningful to a person who was in that world of geekdom. For sure. And so it was beautiful to me that here was a song that I enjoyed that she enjoyed, but not because dad liked it or something else. She identified a thing and it was just cool. And since then, like I said, today, as we're recording, today was the second time I think that had come up on the on the playlist. She was listening to it. We had our 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 secret service spy Alexa played the song for us. And then as Meg and I were in the kitchen visiting, we heard Daisy plinking it out on the piano and just by ear recreating the song. It was something very yeah. moving, obviously, for her. Yeah. So it's a good song. Everyone should go listen to Sunshine Superman by Donovan. Yes. Listening to music with Daisy is a treat because she points out all of these technical things. It's just like, wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so her fun. world. It's her world. It is her world. All right. Let's talk about some lifestyle stuff. Um, awesome Shell noted that Oreos has released a chocolate hazelnut Oreo. Now, I made vomit face. You did make a vomit face. Chocolate hazelnut, also known under its brand name as Nutella. Mm-hmm. Do you like Nutella? I don't. Okay. Thanks for playing. <laughs> so you will not be uh, picking up a package of these at the I store? I would for- not even put them in my slingshot. Oh, whoa. Do I have one? I don't know. Okay. Well, if you said- buy these, I'll go buy a slingshot. Oh, Okay. And I won't put them in it. I I feel like this is the very first time that you have departed ways with Shell when it comes to a recommendation. Here's the thing, and I want this to be deeply understood. Yes. I don't think less of her for liking them. I think anybody who is honest with themselves that identifies the thing that they like, they should anchor down and be happy and thrilled and, and convicted in their like. But I don't like hazelnut. Yeah. And so likewise, anybody who's found a thing they don't like, don't feel like you have to be swayed. I don't think any less of Shell for liking Hazelnut. I pray for her daily, but that's different. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of cookies, not the Oreo kind, but awesome. Courtney mentioned that Gordon's Food Service offers um, pre-shaped frozen holiday cookie dough. Pre-shaped so- as what? As like Christmas trees, bells, ornaments, like so all you've of you've got the- a, t- a Christmas tree shaped tube. No, they're already they've already they've done all of the work right up to where you would put them on your cookie sheet and put them in the oven. Well, how would they package that? They're like is it like ground meat in a cellophane covered <laughs> styrofoam tray? What are they doing? They're on sheets of I would guess like wax paper, and they're like flat. So there's layers of them. You buy mm-hmm. a box of them. You can get 72 cookies for $10. Oh, this feels stressful. What? You've never made cookies from scratch with Are children. Are you shitting me? Have you made Christmas cookies? You feel cookies? free to edit that if you want. It's accurate and true. Are you shitting me? From scratch with our children? Not with our children. Who would do that? Exactly, because it's stressful. begging for misery, terribleness. Happy holidays, you jerks. <laughs> Don't do that. Never bake with your children. That's what I'm saying. If your kids are begging you to make the Christmas cookies, you, you tell them no. Stress. You tell them no. 
just this is the season of Jesus's birth. Why would you sacrilege? Why would you want that? <laughs> then you could get the pre-shaped frozen ones, and then you skip the fuss, then the muss, and you just put them on the cookie sheet. Sugar cookies? Can, yeah. Okay, those aren't even real cookies anyway. It's okay. Oh my goodness, you are in real Grinch mode today for I sure. Announced at the beginning you of did, the and you were not wrong. Mfing episode that I am the Grinch. All right. I hate sugar cookies. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? I, I don't believe. So here's the thing. I started this walk earlier, but then I was like, no, no, no. Easy boy. Easy. Back off. St. Nicholas. Yeah. Do you think St. Nicholas looks at what we do now and he's like, oh, great. That's that's good. Good job, people. Um. Yes. You know why? Yeah. I know why. Because no. Because St. Nicholas bringing joy to the children. But only... Only according to you for 12 days, beginning on the 25th. I think I'm going to win a lot of arguments right here, all encompassed in one. Okay. I think St. Nicholas, as the patron saint of children everywhere. Oh, he's the patron saint of lots of things, including sailors. And if you think children and sailors should intermingle, you plainly don't know sailors. Or children. Or children. <laughs> what are they? Get them off of my boat. They're drinking the rum. It's my rum. <laughs> um, okay, you don't like Christmas cookies. Do you like anything about Christmas? You are detracting. You're diverting. You do this. This is what you do. It's just because I forgot. When it what comes I asked to a already. moment of truth, Saint <laughs> Nicholas hates Christmas. What? No. Yes, he How does. How dare you? How, How dare, dare you? How very dare he does? I know. He and I, we see eyeball to eyeball okay. on this because most people. Most people, not the awesomes, most people would look and be only conscious of not being nice, but not being a prick for these 12 days as you've identified them from the 25th Ward, whereas St. Nicholas's life was loving people. Yes. Both children and sailors at the same time. <laughs> what else is he the patron saint of? There's a lot. The list is long. I don't think we'd have to start the episode over at this point to catch all the things. Okay. Everybody, anytime somebody identifies true greatness, yeah. true greatness, not pop culture greatness, true greatness, everybody, they're drawn to it. They, mm -hmm. they want to be affiliated with it. And so these, the greatest of the saints and I don't mean this to belittle any of the others, but the greatest of the saints, it's like there's a thousand things. That yeah, that's true. The patron saint of either as an item or as a as a geographical location sure. because yeah. people are drawn to this. And so he he laughs. He laughs at the idea that Christmas is what he's affiliated with in a silly ass red velvet suit and a white beard and yes. stuff because he lived Christmas every day. Yes. And I think that's the real, that's the real St. Nicholas. All right. I wasn't going to do all that. You made me do that. It's a great life. I hope you're happy. It's a surprise homily. He's not. He's angry happy because this is St. Nicholas. He'll punch Arius in one moment and then he'll introduce a child to a sailor in the next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if Christmas is stressing you out because you don't know what to get as a gift for that hard to shop for person on your list, may I direct you please immediately to the Sort of Awesome Hangout. That community 
It's all gift recommendations all the time, 24-7. I was skimming and scanning and looking for some things to add to our discussion today. And it's just, I mean, honestly, and I'm not even saying this in any kind of disparaging way, it is a a smorgasbord. Is that how you say that word? I think. A cornucopia? A cornucopia of gift recommendations for... A Ouija board? (laughs) No, I don't think that's it. It could be. It should be. (laughs) Maybe you need to consult a Ouija board to ask the spirit world. You may. Some people are really hard to shop for. Yes, you should ask the spirit world, what do I get for my brother-in-law? I am clueless on this. But if you don't have a Ouija board and you'd rather just consult the Facebook, go to the Sword of Awesome Hangout group. There are so many discussions about what to get for whom. You can either ask your own question or read through some of the ones, give your opinion. It's just, I I love it this time of year because everyone comes together and we're like supporting each other through this season. Also supporting us through the season is a jock strap. That's for you. We can't all be athletes, but we can all be athletic supporters. (laughs) Good. Okay. Um, That's a deep old... Oh, yeah. Thing, by the way. That's an old dad joke from the way back Way days. back. That was before dads even lived past 30. Yeah, that's right. Supporting me through the holidays, whiskey. Whiskey. You brought home a bottle for me. I did. Can I week. tell the, the beginning of the story? That's why I got the bottle. So I could tell I had, the beginning of the story? Yes, I'm holding okay. it. In I, didn't, my, I didn't need the bottle for that. In my hands. Can you hear this? When I'm tapping this, it, this turns it yes. into an ASMR video. You gotta there's tap a, harder than that. There's a lot of tapping. Okay. Well, so I have a I have a dear friend. His name is Keith, and you're gonna have him on your show. Okay. Keith's an author. Yes. You are you are eventually. I'm not pressuring you like oh, it's next week. No, but yeah. Keith's an author. Um Keith is a he's a jewel mm-hmm. of a human. Um he was originally career military, then did police force stuff, but he's an author. He's a small town guy. He's a, he's a country guy, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but not, I don't think in any way, shape or form, any of that, that would be offensive to anyone. I think he's the approachable guy in whatever, whatever you throw him into, whether yeah. again, whether it's military, police, small town, whatever, but just a very approachable salt of the earth, loving human being. Yes. Um, Keith has become a dear friend of mine and he owns a, he owns a ranch of horses, an equine ranch as it were. Yes. They do horse rides and stuff out there, all that. So in warm weather, which we're not in right now. No, we are not. I would go out once a week as it gets cooler. We shop for warm enough weather. I go out there, I hang out on the ranch in the middle of the country, just in tune with nature, we visit, smoke a cigar, or honestly, two, and on every once in a while, a third. It gets a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just hang out and visit. And we were visiting this past Thursday. It was warm here, enjoying good conversation, cigar here and there. He said, Hey, a friend of mine dropped off. So you know, it's not a maid person. As it's referred to in the mafia, because that would be a friend of ours. Oh, okay. But he said a friend of mine. Yes. Gave me as a gift a bottle of, he said, uh, he called it scotch, but it's not scotch. Right. Not by definition. Yeah. Um, this, this is a born in Scotland and raised in Jerez, Spain. 
So it's a Spaniard who visited Scotland. This is not an uncommon theme in the in the world of spirits, where somebody visits Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever heard of the Centauri family of whiskeys, Hibiki being yes. their premier. Right. This is somebody who visited, who studied, who then took home to their place and then put their own twist on it. Right. And so he brought to the table. He said, I have this that somebody gave me as a gift. Nomad. Blah, 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 blah. We tried a sip of it. He hated it. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, I I was middle of the road on it, but as I tasted it, to me, this tasted like a sweet bourbon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I know you like bourbon. And so as things played out, he was like, well, I don't want it. Do you want it? I was like, I, I will drink it before we'll pour it out. And so I took it home and we've enjoyed it since. We have. So we that's have. the intro. Now tell us about it. Well, it's again, it's called Nomad. Nomad. Not no bag. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my words aren't so that's great That's weird. Today. Nomad. It is... Uh, the Wandering Hunter. Uh, apparently. The Outland Whiskey. It says in the bottle the notes are warm spices, raisin, and honey. And they are uh-huh. not kidding. They should put honey first on that list. Honey, right, with a trace of raisin and heroin and it, sugar. It is so sweet. This is hands down the sweetest whiskey I have ever tasted. Definitely a dessert. Yeah, drink. yeah, 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 for sure. So if you have been curious, if you're whiskey curious, but you're like, I don't know, it feels a little... You don't like the burn. Yeah. Oh, this has no burn. No burn. This is just sweet and it's highly drinkable. And again, it's called Nomad, and I'm sure you can find it at a local liquor store. Probably, although it's not a terribly popular thing. You'd have to go to one of the bigger stores, I would assume. Well, all right. There you go. So there's that. For the whiskey drinker in your life. Thank you. Thank Keith and buy one of his books. Absolutely. Keith Reamer. Okay. R-E-M-E-R. Should I put some links in the show notes? Yeah, probably should. He's He's got a lot of books that he's written. Um, I don't, I think, and this is one of the the things he's wrestled with is there's no absolute category that he fits in. Yeah. He's very readable though. Yeah. I've, I've perused several of his pieces. It's all very authentic and real and true and good. And for the right person, it's the best book ever. Yeah, that's right. Yesterday we were out and about and we saw this Jeep. I took a picture. This is, this doesn't translate well into audio. Maybe you can best describe what we saw, but it was a Jeep that had a A Wrangler as it were, a Wrangler, Jeep Wrangler with a most likely custom paint job. No. Oh, not custom. It's not custom that came off the line like this. Yes, but it is a limited offering, a limited offering of this uh, exterior. This is, <clears throat> it's it's I don't know, it's a weird effort by Jeep. No, not every effort always is good by okay. a company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a hazelnut Oreo or something. <laughs> um no shade intended, all the shade intended. I don't know. So a few years back, Jeep offered in limited quantities here and there a Wrangler with this paint job where there's a, a white Stripe that carries into a white top, but then on a, a colored Jeep. This particular one that we saw was, for lack of a better term, a baby blue. Yeah. It was gorgeous. It was so pretty that yeah. I took a picture of it like a weirdo in the parking lot. It's, it happened. You were 
crawling around trying to get the good angle laying I was. on the I ground. was trying to be discreet about yeah. it and the more I tried to be discreet the more very very not discreet I yeah. was it was awkward for everyone in the parking lot somebody in a Range Rover was angry things yeah. happened yeah um, but no, it's a I don't know maybe you can can you link to that can you somehow I'll see attach if I can. it I don't know something it was it's so pretty I will put a picture in the group too for people there's to there's a thing yeah there's a jeep for everyone if people will stop being jeep deniers <laughs> okay yes all right. Now, last week, last Monday, you were anticipating that the next day you were reporting for jury duty for the first time in your grown-up <sighs> life. Right. I show up. You dropped me off. You know you were there Monday morning. And the reason we had to do that instead of me driving down there? Is because your Jeep is too much of a monster. Lola's a big girl. She can't fit underneath the bar to get into the parking garages. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sad about that. No. It was something. Anyway, so we roll in at 7.30. My report time was 8 a.m. We roll in. I walk into the building at 7.30. And already at 7.30, there had to have been between two and 300 people. When you entered in to the, to the building, you were literally 20 feet away from where you should go to report as a juror. But... Instead of turning left to go there, you had to turn right, and there was a hallway that was full both sides, mm. all the way down, all the way back of people waiting in line just to get into the first processing room. And I found it fascinatingly beautiful as I watched everyone in front of me who was trying to get out of jury duty. Yes. Who would approach <laughs> the next person that they came to and begin to try to tell their story. Of why they couldn't do jury duty. Why they, why they shouldn't. Why they, how dare someone ask? Yes. And without without fail, this is if there's ever been an efficiently trained government staff, it was in response to that issue. It was like, okay, and they'd let the person ramble some more, okay, okay, and head this way, okay, yep, head this way. And the next per <laughs> yep, head this way, and the next person. And so they'd effectively just it was like an eternal corridor of deflection. Yes, like I was gonna say, like you're redirecting a toddler. Yes. You just go, Okay, yep. all right, sounds good. Okay, now we're gonna go ahead and do tell, this. Now. Tell Miss Becky, tell Miss <laughs> Amanda, tell tell yes. Miss Whoever, just right down there. And so they just keep you rolling through. <laughs> And you never but you get tried to do this. Then. No, I'd already, I'd already you given up. You were resigned up. to yeah. your fate. Well, we get through all that part, and it goes pretty fast because yeah. they're also skilled in the deflection art. Yeah, we go through our first round of of gobbledygook is mm -hmm. the nicest thing to call it. Mm -hmm. You sign your oath thing, and then they escort you by group to whatever courtroom you've been assigned to. We go through that whole process, and there it's almost laughable. No one in the place is wearing a mask, and yet, you know, they're constantly telling everybody, you know, to be COVID conscious and stay six feet apart, which no one is. Right, of course. So we get finally to the courtroom that I've my group has been assigned to, and I think there's 50 of us, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't sit and count it out like a real goofball, but <laughs> yeah, we get up there and we sit. And as we're waiting, because that's what you do. Yes. As we're waiting, I'm reading on my Kindle because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm hot shit when it comes to that. <laughs> I've got my Kindle and stuff. No paper books for me. <laughs> I read a little bit. I'm distracted. I'm having these really wild, like, just imaginative things pop into my mind. Like, I'm having this uh, real moment of 
confrontation with the judge, which that isn't me. Right. I mean, I might feel that way, but I'd never speak to a person in a position of authority, mm-hmm. especially in front of other people in this right. conflicting way. I'd never push back. I'd never. And in some of these just random lightning bolt imaginations, I'm being contempt of court and oh, arrested my. and all kinds of things. Whoa. Right? Yeah. And interestingly, the the little book that I'm reading on my Hot stuff, electric reader. Mm-hmm. My my ebook. Yeah, it's electric. Yes, it's an electric book. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> no typewriters here, sir. <laughs> How antiquated! Um, it's actually speaking to the realities, as they would suggest, and that what you see around you in your world is nothing more than what you yourself have outpictured, mm-hmm. what you have pushed out there. That's what you see, which was a little bit convicting. Yeah. And that here come these random imaginations of confrontation. Yeah. And so I, I did a little bit of an amendment. Yes. I would read a little, here come this random wild imagination. Mm-hmm. And I did some amendments. And it's like, no. In fact, the judge is super cool. I receive it well, all of that. And I just started to imagine, not even purposefully, that... As the encounter occurred between me, the judge, the the attorneys, all of that, and the jury selection process, that they would all that they were all just looking at me and saying, "We can't bog him down with this." Mm-hmm. I mean, I just keep I keep revising as these weird imaginations come along. It's like, no, no, it's all it's all good. It's all very peaceable, and just somehow I'm. I'm excused. Mm-hmm. Well, we waited. It felt like an eternity. It was an hour and a half mm-hmm. that we sat in the courtroom proper yeah, with no judge, no attorneys, no bailiff, no court reporter. Now, the court reporter and the bailiff, what we later found out was the bailiff intermittently would come in and kind of fiddle about and then leave again. Right. But there was never any... Like, what's going on? Why are we still here? Right. Why is nothing happening? I've got, I need to eat so I can take my back pills. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yes. Finally, in comes the bailiff. All rise. And before the bailiff could even finish saying all rise, here is the judge saying, be seated and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Just really chill. Just mm-hmm. exactly as kind of how I'd. Yeah. Imagined things in revision and said, hey, I apologize for the delay, but it was very important for you all to be here. And I'm so thankful that you were. It's very chill, very cool judge. Mm-hmm. And she said, we've been in the back because you guys were here and this was all an impending thing to occur. We've been in the back, been talking through and the defendant who was up on homicide charges, not anything soft. This was a real case. Yeah. Took a plea agreement. Uh-huh. And you have, just by being here and waiting, completed your civic duty. Thank you for that. You are the next time you could possibly be asked to serve is five years from now. 
Go downstairs. Be sure to get processed out. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. Were you like, hot damn? I, I almost felt like I'd done such a good job revising my weird imaginations of things that not only did I set myself free, I took care of 49 other people. Yeah, you did. It was a pretty you powerful got experience. 49 other people out of jury duty. Yeah. Well, yes and no, because technically... They served their jury duty. That's right, yes. I got them out of weeks of commitment or sequestering or who yes. knows whatever, and for years to come. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it, it felt pretty cool. Yeah, that's like the best possible outcome. You I were there so. for an hour and a half, essentially. If anybody has a story that makes that sound weak and pathetic, don't share it. I want to live in the glory of it. <laughs> this is your glory story of yeah. your 40s. The time I got myself and everyone out of jury duty for 90 minutes of service. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I think that after that, you probably smoked a celebratory cigar. Yes, and I did. And speaking of cigars. Wait, before we go there. Yeah. Before we go there, because we've had some hints and pokes around Christmas gifts, right? Of course. Yeah. It's And it's getting to the point where if you're not ordering, I'm sorry, if you are ordering something, mm-hmm. you're just about, you probably are out of luck at this point. Mm, I don't know. We'll with see. the way things run. Maybe you're lucky and squeak things through. But let's say that you have a significant, an SP, a significant person mm-hmm. in your life and, or for yourself, maybe you're shopping for yourself for a thing and ordering isn't necessarily the best answer and you like boots. Oh, Yes. Not cowboy boots. No. But like a a turn-of-the-century work boot-looking boot. Mm -hmm. Red Wing, which is a fantastic brand. Anybody that knows boots knows Red Wing boots. That's right. Um, I've got a pair. I didn't get them this Christmas. I actually got them last Christmas. Mm -hmm. But I I only wear them in cool weather, and it's only recently begun to be cool enough that we wear them here. I wore them today. They're outstanding boots. Perhaps if you're... Difficulty in decision making and or your procrastination has put you in a tight spot, whether it's pre or post Christmas, you take that person in your life to a Red Wings store because they have them and you have a fitting done and you get them a pair of Red Wing boots. It's a great boot. They'll love it. Although probably the first seven to 12 wearings, they'll hate them because that's the thing about a really good leather boot. It sucks. But... I, <laughs> until you've broken it in. It sucks, but it's worth it. Yes, well, both buts. Both buts. Um, I feel like that's why you're really enjoying them this year. I think you have finally gotten through the break-in period because you don't, you hadn't worn them that many can't, times. Can't wear them in the summer heat yep. unless you're a buffoon. Yeah. A butt-foon. <laughs> that too, that too. Um, yes, and you actually went into the store to try them on. Yeah, yeah. find the best you have to. for you. Yes. You have to. Yeah. Um, okay, cigars. We were uh, remembering that we'd come across an interesting tidbit about Sir Winston Churchill. Yeah. He was like, I, I don't even think there is a word that exists that expresses how much Winston Churchill loved smoking cigars. Right. If you, if you want to throw out the word aficionado, oh, that's child's play. Yes. Like aficionado times an infinity, as our twins would say. Obsessor something. Yes. How many did he smoke a day or partake of a day? Because some he chewed, yeah. some he smoked. Um, I believe it was eight to ten. Per day. I feel like that's more 8 to 12. 8 to 12, somewhere in there. I'm looking through this article that we found on Cigar Aficionado. 
Um, I thought that this story was very amusing. He he insisted on just smoking throughout the day. Yeah. Even we were laughing about, he even had an oxygen mask device that he could, so he could smoke on planes right. before right. there was pressurized cabins. You're talking about World War II era. Yeah. Yeah. Before stuff was pressurized, you had to wear oxygen masks. Yeah. Had one specially designed so he could still smoke while he flew. That is commitment and also seems wildly unsafe. I feel like it's an outstanding use of taxpayer dollars. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, well, in February of 1945, he had a luncheon. He hosted a luncheon in honor of the King of Saudi Arabia. And he later wrote about this, that as he was hosting this King of Saudi Arabia, a number of social problems arose, um, is what Churchill wrote. I had been told that neither smoking nor alcoholic beverages were allowed in the royal presence. As I was the host at the luncheon, I raised the matter at once and said to the interpreter that if it was the religion of his majesty to deprive himself of smoking and alcohol, I must point out that my rule of life prescribed as an absolutely sacred right smoking cigars and also the drinking of alcohol before, after, and if need be, during all meals and in the intervals between yeah. them. And guess what? The king graciously accepted the you position. Bet he did. Everybody's just looking for somebody to help them justify. <laughs> I just cannot even imagine. It's so well, hilarious to me. We've read a lot. We've read yes. a lot about this. What is what is his Well, first I will offer his wife. Yeah. Who plainly tolerated quite a bit of yes. shenanigans shenanigans for sure um she he liked he smoked he loved to smoke so much that he even smoked in bed yes and evidently you kind of have to read between the lines to put this together mm -hmm. there was more than one occasion where with his cigar ash in bed he burned the sheets oh, yes she not a fan she became an entrepreneur, an inventor, mm. if you will. Yes. And she created and had made for him, as far as we know, the first ever in existence cigar bib. Cigar bib. That he would wear in bed so yes. that when he ashed, it would fall into the bib instead of on their sheets. And yes, yes. Can you imagine? Now. Just sitting in bed and smoking. I cigar. can. I'm envious and I'm hopeful that this year for Christmas I get a cigar bib. Oh, man. What he also loved, as you intimated, as much, equal, if not more, than smoking was a good drink. Yeah. He loved it. And he made a rule <laughs> for himself. Yes. Because he had to. Yes. Because he loved it so much that he would not drink before noon. Right. How did he circumvent that? So he would not have a, a regular drink, a regular poured drink before noon. But in the mornings, he liked to have fixed for him a little something that he called his mouthwash, mm -hmm. which was, as far as I know, whiskey Yeah, that was watered down quite yeah. a bit, watered down whiskey. He just would keep it for a little sipping. It was just his yeah. mouthwash. He would sip, his... sip that until noon. Yes. And then he could really drink. Masterful. It's no wonder he was <laughs> instrumental in conquering yeah. all the powers that be in World War II. Yes. Yeah. Saving a nation. Saving a world. Yeah. So we later found this iteration of that on, I don't watch this show, but we actually came across it on TikTok. The, what's it called? Trailer Park Boys? Oh, yes. So anybody from Canada. Yeah. Don't feel ashamed. It's the redneck of Canada. Trailer Park Boys is a whole series. You can watch it. I think Netflix has it. Okay. Um, one of the mains, one of the main characters, he's 
I think announces himself would would describe himself as retired police. I feel like he was more or less ejected from the police department, and he ends up as security over the trailer park where all of these right. hoodlums live. And he's a he's a full blown alcoholic, but. What he's done, he's he's figured out that there's a sweet spot mm-hmm. that you live in where you've numbed the edges, but you're not yet fully inebriated. Right. And rather than relying on feel alone, he employs, as an ex-officer would, a breathalyzer yes. <laughs> to judge whether or not it's time for another drink and refers to it then as a drinky poo time for another drinky poo drinky poo and i think drinky poo is a fantastic i think that thing. secretly low-key churchill also called his a drinky poo. he had to <laughs> the, it's the same concept across two different yeah formats entirely yeah what a great way to approach the holidays mm. Just fire up the drinky poo. Take your initial whatever you need to to soften the edges. And then you the th- the beauty to me of the drinky poo is you don't there's two ways to do it. One is you could go off of timing and blood alcohol level and all of that to determine when the next drink or if you don't want to slow down your rate of drinking, you could water down as Churchill did. What you were drinking, so that you just stay at the same pace, but at a lower mm. threshold, so you never push over into alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just stay in that sweet spot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's everything we had for this week. It's possible. I feel like there's things we forgot, but that's how I feel most weeks. It is true. It's true. We can always bring it up in the group later. We'll see. Um, in the meantime, what should the good people of the awesome nation do? One, have a drinky poo. <laughs> Two, have an awesome drinky poo today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye.